Hey, great morning, everybody. Great morning. I just want to say this will be the last episode of Shipbuilding with Cooper and Kid. <laughs> I'm in the doghouse. It's man. all good. No worries. No worries. No worries. How you doing, Caleb? Uh, real talk. I am very tired right now, but also very good. I'm very good. I'm just very tired. <laughs> yeah, you you've been you've been grinding though. You've been grinding, man. Let's tomorrow go. tomorrow morning I'm gonna get up at five and go to the gym. And then after the gym, around like seven thirty, I'm gonna go sit by the pool for about two hours and just relax. Uh it's gonna be good. But yeah, it's been working a lot lately. Good thing I love working. I just I just want to say, you know, you're big time when you can be relaxing at a pool on Monday. That's all I'm saying, guys. That's all I'm it, saying. Make it. I just got that off schedule. <laughs> you know, I just Monday morning by the pool, got the laptop. Man, drink some protein. Hopefully, the sun will be out. Man, do some journaling, a little meditation. Well, well, well. Say, get some pool for me then. Or something. Do they have pools in North Dakota? Oh, they they got water. We got water. I mean, we we got water. You know, love it. Yeah, I got a kiddie pool in my backyard. Well, ship that to me then. Let me. Uh, yeah. Let me dip in it a little bit. Hey, uh, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I've been uh, I've been incognito. Uh, the last week on social media, I apologize, uh, but there's a good reason. Good reason. I'm not. I'm not going to say it here yet, Caleb. You know, we got a couple things we got to move first, but uh, working on something big, guys, with uh, Caleb's assistance. Um, we're going to be doing something big here. Uh, just waiting for a couple pieces to move, and then uh, we'll be making that announcement. That's all right I'm saying. On. That's all I'm saying, Caleb. That's all right I'm saying. On. <laughs> you, did you have a good week? Did you have a good week overall? Oh yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. Um, a little time with the wife. Yeah, a little time with the wife, which which was good. Um, Always good. Yeah, got our five year anniversary coming up. You know, so which I feel like is like the new milestone, though. Or no, you don't think five years is like a milestone? I'm saying every day. <laughs> <laughs> You that dude. You that dude. That's, that's why I love you. That's why I I'm, love you. I'm saying every day, man. Oh, uh, man. What are we talking about this morning? Man, today is our monthly book review mm. of Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Did you read it? Yeah, I read it. Well, I, okay. I, did, I did the audio. Why, man, really? I See, just, this is how I know this is the last episode. This, just... this is how I know. <laughs> I, I read it too. I also did. I did the audio as well, which, to me, I probably get just as much from audio as long as I'm taking notes, hey, which I do. So, like for me, well, yeah, I, I take notes too. But for me, when I get that, uh, I don't know for you on the iPhone, but you get the uh, whatever your time limit is that you set for your goal. Um, you get notified when you complete it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, hey. If they're gonna if they're gonna tell me I completed my my X amount of minutes for the day, 
I'm good. That's reading to me. So that's an achiever, man. I'm just I love saying, that. I'm just saying. <laughs> so Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, founder of Blue Ribbon and Nike Incorporated. I'm gonna look at I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points. What how many do you have? I have chapters. Ooh. I'm sorry, dude. I like that's good. That's I'm good. just saying. I, I I know we don't try to keep these podcasts long, but I'm like I I had like maybe five points per uh I'll say three three points per chapter. We'll get into it then. Let's let's go with number one. What you got, man? So right off the bat, chapter one: the cowards don't start and the weak don't finish. Ooh, was that? <laughs> Was that in relation? Was that in relation to running or to business for him? I, I just think in anything. I for, I didn't have like that's a powerful statement. I didn't have a note taken down. Man, that, right when I heard that, I was like, man, just I don't I don't want to I don't want to sit on that too long. Just like just think about it though. You know, the cowards don't finish, and the weak or excuse me, the cowards don't start. Yeah, and the, and the weak don't finish. So like, and then that goes into my my second point. Please do. Um, for cha- for chapter one, you can't fail if you never quit. Oh no, yep. I I put I put my thought. That's my thought. <laughs> that so that oh, was. I mean, hey, uh, that's that's true. That that's my thought. Like, if you just keep going, and like, and that was one thing in this whole book. Um, like he just uh you know Phil Knight just never. Gave like gave up. There was moments. There was a couple moments, but like I never sensed, like, oh, this is it. You know, like it was more like, okay, he's he's gonna he's gonna find a way. Like he just kept. It was always Dude. problem, and then what? Okay, where's the solution? What? Dude. Who, yes. Yeah, it was. So yeah. When he when he would listen to his like he'd have negative news after negative news and he would listen to his inner voice and not give up you know he'd process all this bad news and then for some reason he had this this little spark inside of him that said you know like keep going yep um that's i thought that was that was one of my first points as well sounds like we had the same takeaways early on, at least in the first two thirds of the book. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But early on too, like he just, I mean, constant struggle after struggle after struggle. Um, a good friend of mine, who's a real estate investor and real estate agent in the twin cities and a phenomenal Hooper shout out to Josh Sanderson, by the way. Um, he, I told him while we were reading this book and he said, talk about a company that shouldn't have succeeded. <laughs> Though when we when we get to the last right? chapter, the closing credits oh, though, we got credits. We, we got we gotta talk about like when you say uh doomsday and you still find a way. Well we won't we won't we won't we won't uh let's just yeah. let's just let's just work let's, our way to that. Let's keep going. <laughs> what what do you, um sounds like we had similar points. What's your next point, Coop? So um in the the the, the you know first couple of chapters in the book. I just loved how he had this, like his idea, right? And um, I just think of like how many people was near this guy at the earth, like when he just had this idea and how many people shot him down, right? Mm. And um, 
he still he still it went from like a maybe to okay I'm gonna do this, and he you know it's just his idea he never let his idea die, right? And it you know and I put here like you know how many people like today uh, have an idea right, and they you know either it's a it's a family member or like someone close to them like shoots it down right, and it's just like. Oh man! Or they hear like so many no's, um, mm-hmm. and they, and they just that's it. You know, I just love at the beginning like he just kept feeding. You know, you can either feed your positive beast or your negative beast, right? Mm. And he kept feeding his his uh, his positive beast in him, right? There was so, something inside of him that just was like, I I want to be different. I like I don't. He just kept believing in himself. He yeah. didn't want that nine to five basic life yep um do you remember this part of the book when he said beware of happiness beware of complacency yes i don't remember which chapter i think we were about two-thirds in and he talked about needing to feel that you know later on he talked about getting burnt out on constantly being in this you know mental headspace. Yep. Yep. But kind of like that, kind of like that primal instinct of always needing to go get that next meal. Right. Like where's my food? Where's my water? And be wearing of celebrating too much when you haven't made it yet. You know, that's kind of what I took from it is just like your work isn't done. Keep going. Right. Like Nike wasn't a thing yet. Blue ribbon was still, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul, you know, (laughs) right? Like beware, like keep grinding is what I took from that. You know, like don't sell, like you got to celebrate the little things, but like, guess what? Monday morning, you can't go sit by the pool. You got to get up and go to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless we're Caleb. Yeah. Well, it's (laughs) different. It's different when your life is like mine, you know what I'm saying? Like it's different, but that was my second point is, I thought that was just so profound because it's so not what you traditionally hear. Exactly. Yep. Is it on me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So cha- chapter 12. He, so he in, so in, so what I wrote down, he said, you can't like in life, like your current job, um, he was talking about work and no play. Right. And he said, which he said he had to find a way to make work play. <laughs> mm. I don't and remember to, that though. And, and like, me, wow. And to me, you know, you, you make the such like, what am I trying to say? So you make the most out of whatever situation you're in, right? Like the saying goes, when life gives you lemon, yep. make lemonade. Yep. Like, yep. I just thought that was so crazy how he worded that like you make work or I had to find a way to make work play man so I just again life gives you lemons make lemonades kind of cliche but I want to I just I just like that saying it it is what it is um my third point basically you know the first 90 percent of the book is finding a way you know I was listening to it and it was just like man like this dude always found a way um 
Like lit, like he just literally like always like. I have more points about this later, but like my buddy Josh said, shout out Josh Sanderson, Edina Realty, pretty good realtor, nice guy. Um, like he said, this company should not have made it, right? Like yeah. they were not so, like they shouldn't have succeeded, but they did. Like they just always never give up. I guess is another way to put it. Don't give up. Dude, I'm so to piggyback off that point. I just think of how many times he like flew to Japan. And like mm. it seemed like every time he was flying to Japan was literally like blue ribbon uh was on the line. They were in trouble. And like he just it was it wasn't even a second like thought. It was like once he got wind of something, he was bam on the on the next plane. And I loved how you know, and again, I'm I'm just writing your point about you know always just finding a way. Uh, when they brought um, uh, Keitami, uh to Portland, right? Like they were trying to figure out what was going on, and he, uh, he was kind of the snake. Oh yeah, right? he was yeah. a snake. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. And they and they literally like the whole point of bringing him to Portland was to show him a good time, and um, to show why. They need a why Tommy needs to stick with with Blue Ribbon. Yep, yep, double down. Yep, yep, yep. And I just loved how like his wife was all in, like parents were all in. Like I just all loved in. like how everybody was just like, um, was it was it uh, Waddell's parents who gave him eight grand, or somebody's parents gave him eight? Yeah, grand. I think. I, yep, I, I think yeah, it was either five or eight grand. I can't remember. And that money turned into one point six. Cool. <laughs> million dollars in like in like and what? that's if they had cashed out right? over so a, like and that was maybe over 10 15 years let's say they didn't cash out you know what that stock worth is worth now i can't even imagine in times well the i know nike is trading at 92 not like 95 bucks or so right now and the public offering was at 21 dollars. so without it like let's forget the dividends i don't want to do that math but 1.6 times 2 is Six point four million dollars, plus sure. all the dividends off of an eight thousand dollar investment. Yeah, man, someone needs to make the new Nike, right? Somebody's going to. Someone's going to. Um, my next point, Cooper, is how he a very cliche saying of "fake it till you make it." Yep. I don't. I think that was based off of Philip Knight, Philip Buck Knight. I mean, dude went to Japan and didn't have a company and literally thought, oh, Blue Ribbon, uh, I got these medals hanging in my room. Like, (laughs) right? Like, dude went, he went over there. This company should not, Nike should not be a thing. It really shouldn't. And I'm like the most brand loyal Nike customer there is. (laughs) Like, if my wife's like, oh, the Adidas outlet. I'm like, we don't go to Adidas. (laughs) We win. We go to Nike. Oh man! So yeah, faking it till you make it, which I think is true in a respectful way. Yeah, like believe in yourself. That's more what Phil Knight did. Is he believed in himself? Man, so like it's crazy. And I literally like as I was going through my notes for the for our uh, recording today. Um, so everyone knows Deion Sanders, right? Like everyone, if you don't know Deion Sanders. Time. Prime time, right? Okay, Prime so time. um, they were did some interview or something. They were looking at like 
forgive me, but like they were going over the top hundred players of history, like in the NFL. And I think Dion okay. was like in the top ten. I think he was five or something. Yeah, that makes but, sense. But anyways, they were talking about. So he was talking about prime time, right? And prime time was basically like his uh, alter ego, right? And he was saying like he needed prime to like to elevate himself. And I was just, man, I was like, that's that's crazy. And so, like, when I'm thinking of, of Blue Ribbon, right, Blue Ribbon was, you could say, in some way, like, Phil Knight's alter ego, mm. right? Like, he's got this Blue Ribbon is, like, it, it, he can't let it die. He just can't let it die. And, like, he, and so he elevates himself to push to make sure that Blue Ribbon um, doesn't die. So I just, I don't know, that, I just... I'm not saying you need an alter ego. I'm just saying, like, I just made, you know, prime time's the, like, one of the best players of all time. So I just. Sidebar. Sidebar. I I wish the book would have talked a little bit more about why he didn't give up. You know, they talked about it a little bit early on. Yeah. Um, And I know he was motivated by his wife, Penny, and his, his two, his son and his two sons. But I feel like he could have gone a little bit more into that. But like, he talked about how stubborn he was. Too. Yeah, and like he just he just kept going. Um, my last point was fake it till you make it. Do you, do you want to bring up you, you got another one, Coop? All right. So okay. So we just talk about finding a way, man. So chapter twenty three. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. So they had the. Uh, it was like. Um, like a showcase, like a, a, a shoe showcase. Uh, I think it One was of the first Chicago. ones. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. Like, so they just, so they just had the name Nike. They got a new distributor. Right. And can so we talk when, about the name first though? Like they just came up with this <laughs> Johnson. It, who it wasn't hates. him. It, <laughs> dude, how do you like, as you listen to this story, is this crazy? Like things we take for granted. Oh. And you and you listen to how they came up with like the name and then like the orange shoe box. Like I just was like, oh my god! Like I never knew it was like what was it like white and blue or black and blue was like the generic blue and they yeah the tigers. yeah <laughs> and they wanted something generic and different so they came out with orange. Like if it's what? not orange, it doesn't come in my house right now. It do- <laughs> like honestly. Oh like, man, it's sad. As 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 cheap as I am, Coop, my kids gonna be rocking Nikes or Jays. Oh, like, that's, I well, we okay. So, so you know, confession time. So we've kind of branched out a little bit. So I would say, like Under Armour, you know, like I can get like, down with the rock. Like, though. like, oh, come on, man, come on now. Like it's Nike, <laughs> Nike and Under Armour. But do you ever feel okay? We're going way off topic, but. Do you ever feel like when you go to the the outlet mall in Albertville? Mm. Do you ever feel guilt like because they got literally the Nike and the Under Armour like right next to each other? And so like I I always feel bad like if I go to one store first, like let's say if I go to Under Armour first and then I walk into Nike with like an Under Armour bag, I just feel like that's disrespectful. My wife thinks I'm like losing it, but I don't know what do you think. First of all, I'd, I would never step foot in the Under Armour outlet. If I'm in Albertville, I'm there for one reason. I'm, I'm going straight into the Nike. However, well, you, you live however, 
However, <laughs> within the last six months, I I mess with the Rock. I do mess with the Rock. The Rock's and on I that also, level, and here's the thing about Under Armour too. This is a company that was Under Armour's like ten or fifteen years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're like entre- entrepreneurial. Um, let's say I went into Under Armour though and purchased some compression shorts and some Rock trainers. I'm gonna real quick run those out to my car, dump that in the trunk, <laughs> and then go right into the Nike, in case okay. you know, just in case. Okay, see, so I'm not, I'm not crazy. So like you, you like don't want to show that cross brand. That's how important Nike is to me, okay, though. See, oh, like right. just do it. Okay. That, he didn't even talk about that in the book, but like, first of all, the most iconic logo, the most iconic slogan. Um, yeah, it was crazy because the swoosh he had like someone uh, that went. I think she went to the same uh, some art college from Oregon State when he was a professor. Yeah, like do you want to make designs? <laughs> hey, can you come in and like make a couple logos? Like make a couple just, logos. We need, we need a we need a logo. You know, um, it was crazy how he would describe it too. Like, oh, she had this swoosh. Like, uh, yeah, you know, like just how he was describing it. I was like, they had no idea about... what they had. They had no, no they idea really how didn't. big they were gonna get. <laughs> oh man, uh, I, I so I I took where where were you? I'm so sorry. No, you're good. No, I love it. No, so I was when they were at the the showcase, right? Or the yeah, showcase. Chicago. Yeah, and okay. it was like the I think it was the first time they had unveiled as Nike, right? And yep. they just had a yep. new shoe distributor, and the shoes come in. They weren't wrong, but they, they were definitely not, they weren't good, right? They and weren't they, good. They were like going out of their mind. They were like, I, other than Phil, I didn't sense it from Phil, but um, I think he had it was Johnson and uh, Waddell. I think Waddell. Yeah, they Those were there two for sure, and they were just like, "This is it. We're done." This is the end. The, like, and the next minute you hear that they sold out of everything. <laughs> Can I piggyback on this? Yeah, please do. So, Phil Knight really played on his relationships. Oh, man. Yes. And yep. at that Chicago conference, everyone there knew them. The athletic shoe game wasn't that big at the time. And yep. I was like, yeah, like, I see a couple flaws, but we really like you guys because when you say you're going to do something, you do it and you produce. Yep. So they built up trust and relationships with all these sales reps. And then I think it was, you know, they were, they were, they were dealing with, they were splitting off from Onixuka, yep. right? Like, yep. and they were, you know, having problems with all these banks and they eventually went and did some very crazy non-equity financing with a Japanese trading company, right? Yeah. And basically, he bounced a $1 million check, I right? think he, he cleared all – well, no, I think it was – didn't he have it? And then, like – but that was basically all they had. He had it. And so, he, so he had that one, but then yeah. he bounced everything else, <laughs> right? So, like, he paid, uh, he paid back uh, – I don't know why I can't think of the name right now, but he paid back his – his lender first, yep. the Japanese trading company. And he got into all these problems from it. And eventually like all these banks 
came in and tried to basically bury them. And because of the relationship he had with the top dog at this Japanese trading company, he came in and squashed it all based on his relationship with Phil Buck Knight. Dude, okay, so let me, okay, let's, let me, okay, let's pause that real quick. Okay. So, and this is why you always have to be, uh, we, we, you know, on the, I don't know if we talked about this live, but talk about your pipeline, keep your pipeline full, stuff like that. Mm. And hmm. Um, hmm. early on, it always seemed like he was having issues with banks, right? Always. And he, I just felt like he was always trying to find another bank, always looking, always looking. And then he, he ran into this uh, Japanese trading company. And worked that, built that, and then fast forward to where we're talking to now. These guys bail him out. It's it, like you said. It's 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 relationships, you know. Like that right there is. It's not what you know, mm. but who you know. If Phil wasn't a good guy and didn't treat people the right way, this company doesn't make it. Doesn't make it easy. And there's a million reasons it doesn't make it, but. There's a couple reasons he does easily the the man he was that's that's very good you want you want me to go or you got the next one it's it's up to you Did, didn't you say you were done or I have two more okay go Let's main main points what do you have left okay though? so I got I got man do I still got quite a bit <laughs> you go then no Coop, okay you so go let's, let you me go. okay so um let's talk about this guy pre Oof. uh the racer right um. So I, I just wrote it down here. I said compete like pre, and there it seems oh, like this. Wow, this How pre did I guy. Not write that down. <laughs> so this pre guy, like one of the top runners in the world, uh, was born in Oregon. He was loved, but it seemed like when he raced, like he just would dig down and just uh, find find another gear. Another, what did Phil say? All gas. All gas, uh, I think. Well, Phil, I think it was something pre pre said like, um, it was like either blood, sweat, or tears. Like if someone beats me, they're gonna have to bleed to oh, beat yes, me. He did say that. He did. And say I was, that. and so like then Phil goes like, we have to. That's like our mantra is we gotta compete like pre, like in anything you gotta dig deep. Yeah, he fight. ran. He ran his business like he was an athlete. Yeah, fighting, yep. just fighting. Yeah. Mm. So, pre yeah. pre so pre died in a car accident. Is that is that what happened? Yeah, he uh, he died died in a car accident. They're saying maybe he had a couple of beers at the party. Maybe he didn't, but he got he got in a car accident. And that's one thing, Phil. Phil. Phil always looked for symbols. He always looked for, um, not analogies, but um, s- similes. You know, yeah. like inspiration from from athletics, and that played on such the great sports fan he was too. Yeah, you know, like you were a college football player, Coop. Yeah, yeah. tell me what it would have been like to get recruited by the University of Oregon, because every college football player knows about the, that program at Oregon. Well, I mean, that's the man. facilities. It's I mean, it's everything. The uniforms. I mean, I mean they always. I mean, they. I would say, like, as far as swag, and I mean, they got it. 
I mean, everything about that university is is great. I mean, all the facilities, I mean, everything. Like, you can't not go there and, you know, I mean, if I'm not a betting man, but I bet anyone listening would not be able to go to Oregon and say that they didn't find one thing that was, like, jaw-dropping. Yeah. You know, that's – I'm just What about – uh? Who's the female basketball player? Is, is her name Sabrina? Um, Sabrina, the one who was friends with Kobe. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, uh, she's an Oregon player. Yeah. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, they I mean, they traditionally they, – Oregon was a small school, and I feel like basically Phil Knight said, like, guess what? I'm super successful. I'm going to – and this is what I love – I'm going to pump my influence and resources into this university. And Oregon is like, if you go there, you know, it's now a top 10 destination probably easily for any sport in a small market. You know, Portland, not a large city, right? Like the influence of Nike. That's that's it. That's all it is. Prefontaine, man. All gas. You're gonna have to bleed <laughs> to beat me. Like, yep. Ooh, he, man, he ran too hard. Like Coach Bowerman was trying to get him to slow, chill out. Yeah. Nah, it's not the right way to do it. <laughs> I, I I cheated and read a book this weekend called Relentless by Tim Grover, and uh, it talks about like. Uh, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, but basically he talks about just high level, high level athletes, and like they just <clears throat> they don't care. Jo- Kobe's famous interview when they're up three two, like Kobe, you're not very happy. Job is not done yet, right? Guys like pre influence pre Kobe, you know, all these guys really influenced Philip Knight. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, this is, this is a great book. Oh, it's a great. It was it was it was great, phenomenal. Great book. It was, it was long too. It just oh, yeah. like it kept it kept coming with good stuff. Yeah. Um. So the closing credits. Um. I kind of go through my points here. Um. He talked there a fear of failure wouldn't be their end. And he talks about you know when we fail we learn and we move on. And, like, he said it, it's so crazy, like, just how nonchalant he was in this book about issues that I feel like in today's world are just, like, people have some very uh, opinionated thing, you know, like, their opinions on failure, for instance. Like, how many people, man, I don't want, man, I don't want to talk about the book that we're both reading right now, but <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, talks about how many people are comfortable with their fear, like, you know, if they're scared of something, they just don't do it, right? They avoid it. They avoid it, right? And here, Phil, Nike company, you know, founder of Nike, fear of failure wouldn't be their end. When we fail, we learn and we move on. And it was that, that was it. That was like he didn't he didn't give, you know, too much to it. And on to the next point. <laughs> yep. And then <clears throat> he also talked about companies living on the float oh. um, and leverage so, leverage and, and i was just thinking like when he he, he loved was, leverage before it was cool cool oh oh yeah for sure 
But I just was thinking, like, man, the in football, you talk like you hear about, about the the game of inches, right? Mm. Like the margin is so small, mm. and I, I'm just thinking, like, the, the translating that to this book and like life and like owning your own business or whatever it is you want to do. I mean, the margin is so close. I mean, it's close. Like, just, like we we just talked about. Just imagine if he didn't create those relationships, right? And it's such a small thing that you don't think about, but just imagine if he didn't. He would be, like, bankrupt. Like, he'd be done. Like, and you wouldn't ever hear about Nike. We would probably be talking about Adidas and, like, Puma. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> and not. The, uh... the, the gods would have brought something else, right? Yeah. <laughs> Please, God. Oh, man. Anyways, anyways. Um... But yeah, I just thought that was powerful. Um, and then, so when we talked, do you remember? He had a line in this book. I'm, I'm gonna see if you remember it. Um, it was right before he made that big payment, the first big payment to a uh, Nishu, like the one million dollar one. Yeah, Nishu. Do you remember? Do you remember yeah. what he said? It was kind of a saying he said a couple times in the book. Well, he always said, "Always pay Nishu first. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Always. And then, and then he had a saying, "You're remembered for the rules you break." Mm. And like you know how we talk, talked about um, a couple minutes before, like when he wrote that million dollar check, like literally cleared all his balances from all his stores, everything, paid an issue, and so then when when his employees went to go get their cash their checks, they all bounced. Like oh, everybody's yes. checks bounced, yep. and yep. like like investors were mad. Everybody was coming in, but it was what really like was like crazy is how he stayed calm. And I don't know if it was just the guy who was doing the reading, but I never sensed anything in his voice like any anger. Like he didn't raise his voice or anything. And you know, and I and I I strongly believe like when you're in a position like that. You have to be level-headed. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, you have to be... um, You have to be level-headed. Like, there's things at my job that if something happens, like, I just know I can't be... I, I, like, I'm the last line of defense. I can't, like, lose my mind. <laughs> that that leads me to my next point. And my job, too, you know, I've been... I've been selling houses for about five years. Yeah, yeah. And my my stress levels. I can't like, imagine. Well, I had a I had a seller fire me the other day, and like, are you getting fired on your day off, man? I, I don't have days off, <laughs> but but no, but but honestly, like, I was like, that's fine. You know, I, know know what the motto I took was like, that's great. You know, you just freed up my time to go help three other people. Exactly. Yep. Right. But yeah. That leads me to one of my next points about this book and Phil Knight was anytime there was a stressful situation, no matter how loud it got on the outside, his brain always just, well, here's the issue. Okay, well, step one, I'm going to write the check for a million dollars to to Nishu. Step two, we're going to take this quick little loan out and pay off all my employees and tell them it's going to be fine. Right. Okay. Step three. Um, I'm going to go have this meeting with all the banks. Okay.
okay, you know, this, that, you know, like step four, I'm going to go, I'm going to call him. He just, he just broke it down, got it real simple, didn't let his stress, I mean, he led a stressful life. I mean. Oh, for sure. Imagine how you or I would have handled that stress. Like, he handled it amazing. He, he got stressed is how he put it. Yeah. I wouldn't have made it. So. (laughs) You, you would have made, you would have found a way. I would see, I don't know, but. You would have found a way. But he, he, throughout the whole book, just would always, you know, he'd always, and maybe it just goes, helped because of the era he was in. But, you know, all these talks with his dad or with Bowerman or other mentors he had, you know, he would just solve problems one step at a time. One step at a time. Um, I have one more. It's kind of a deep one. Okay. And I know you got a lot more. So I got, I got about, th- I got about three good ones left, and then okay. And then I'm done. Let, let let me let you go off a little bit, and then I'll. <clears throat> okay. So, well, this first one, <clears throat> um, big risk, big reward. You know, mm. I mean, yep, that's kind of cliche, but I mean, like when you, like, I mean, think of Nike now, right? Everyone knows Nike, household name, easily one of the, the I mean, the top. Uh, shoe company, right? Um, Not even close. But think of when he was coming up, right? Like, just imagine how, like, I mean, this is a big risk that he's taking, right? He's taking this big risk, like going through these couple of big lawsuits. Um, <sighs> like, we, like, didn't even, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, I, that's yeah. on my list, bro. That's, that's okay. My... <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, right. so, so actually, for I got four points. Sorry. Sorry. Anyways, um, yeah, big, big risk, big reward. I mean, this is a big risk. What he was doing, like flying to Japan, uh, you know, meeting with these Japanese guys, doing things. I wouldn't say he was doing things under the table, but like, ha- you know, seeing that there's a chance that uh, Onisuka was going to be dropping him, and just again finding a a solution to a potential problem. Right. I mean, he he. There was a lot of things, and now. Then they go public, and I mean, like, then the rest is history. After, after, in the closing credits, when he talks about when he says we went public, and then it's like buys a Porsche and like all those things that like I can see someone saying like, oh, they got public, da da. It's like no, you don't really know the story though. Like, yeah, he they earned that, right? I mean, but holy, holy moly, did they earn that? Yeah, yeah. So big, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so big, big risk, big reward. Um, okay, so... Hold on, hold on. Big risk, big reward. That that's You're finishing one point here? Yep, yep, I'm finishing cool. one point. Do, do you own uh, any shares of Nike? Man, I don't I do not do the stocks, man. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. Let's move on really quick before people start to, <laughs> like, what's sorry, next? No. What's I next? Said, what, what did I say when I opened this podcast? This is going to be the last episode. So, like, maybe I spoke it into existence. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyways, um, all right. So this 25 million dollar lawsuit. Okay, so from Onitsuka. Well, this well no. So this was oh no from the Department of uh, Imports, Customs or whatever. Customs. Yeah. But again, so this is at a point when I mean Nike is on the cusp. Like they are right there. I feel like they're like Tesla. Yeah. Right. They're and, popping. They're they're cool. And so these other comp- shoe companies 
um, at the time, basically, I wouldn't say run a scheme because they made it legal, but they ran a game um, against Nike to basically put Nike into a financial hardship, basically. I'm not going to get into too much details. And it's funny because Phil, again, like, gets this. And at first, when he gets the... <laughs> When he gets the uh, the uh, the mail, he doesn't believe it. <laughs> like he, he just but kind of brushes it off and gives it to I think it was Johnson or what uh, Waddell. Yeah, Waddell. And, yeah, uh, Waddell. Yeah. Waddell looks at it for a couple of days and is like, "No, this is this is the real deal." And um, it's again how you know the, one of the themes we've been talking about is how he just always found a way and never backed down. So it went straight into problem solving mode like one step at a time one step at a time so he and he went to talk to the senator and and i man so i i kind of lost track how i know they talked to the senator of uh oregon but then they they played this tv ad right (laughs) oh yeah the anti-government and yep they played this tv ad and basically uh throughout dirty laundry basically that all these companies were what they had done and now the government was coming after them kind of making nike look like the victim of the, their own government right yep. and man did and again that right that was like i wouldn't say the what is what's the saying the the thing that broke the camel's back or whatever i forget the, the same straw. straw yeah 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 that that was it uh, lost. They just was, they, it, they they won. They exploded. Yeah, they, they settled. They right. won, but I will say they won. But Uncle Sam still still got to get his. Oh, right? he's always so the twenty. Let me pull up my wife's W two real quick. <laughs> like Uncle so, Sam's winning. Oh yeah, Uncle Sam's always winning. So the twenty five million million dollar lawsuit gets dropped. They still had to pay nine million dollars. But I also want to add. We talk about growth, right? So when he's writing this nine million dollar check, he he quickly says, like, how this is crazy that like I think it was like a year ago he had trouble writing that million uh, dollar a million dollar check. Yeah. Fast forward a year, now he's writing a check for nine million, right? So Exponential just... growth, dude. growth, Exponential growth. Like... Okay, so my my last two is basically like end of the book. Like, okay, I think th- this is gonna be the the icing on the cake. So I don't know if you want to go. Um, or you want no, me to keep I'm, going? I'm happy with your pace right now. Okay. So towards the end, he talks about finding uh, your calling on what you're supposed to do. And he said that when you find what, what it is you're meant to do, it's easier to deal with fatigue because fatigue is always going to be there. But when you find like something that you're passionate about, you got a big why, you got a big goal, you can deal with the fatigue. You know, those days you don't want to get up, the days you're tired, the days that you don't want to give 100%, you, you find a calling. Or that, you know, you can deal with those things when you find uh, what it is you're meant to do. So I thought that was a very powerful point. And then mm, my last that is, one. That is good. Yeah. Uh, la- uh, before you go, yeah. one, of my, one of my really good friends, Cooper Wallow, Oh, um, he he told me to start reading Curtis Jackson's new book, Hustle, 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 hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. 
Yeah. yeah. Hustle harder, hustle smarter. And chapter two is all about how, like, I work 18-hour days because I love it, because I'm doing what I love, right? And Phil Knight was all about that, too. Just had to, just had to piggyback. Like, I've been on a reading tear lately. Oh, yeah, we you got have. This, yeah. We got, the, we got this book club, you know, like, we're going to stick to it, but I'm just going to be great and read more. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah, I just had to, like, that is so true. Gotcha. Go on. Proceed. And, um, Your last and, point. Okay. So the last point, man. Okay. Um, I'm gonna <clears> hit you with one after this. Okay. You know, okay. Yep. But okay. go ahead. He says entrepreneurs will always have a target on their back. That's so true. And I just thought about this, and like he had he said something else in this in the same sentence, same paragraph that like today's world is geared to not make more entrepreneurs. Oh man, this is a good part of that book. And when he, he was talking about it and like, he was just saying that those that venture out and want to be entrepreneurs should just know, um, you'll have a target on your back. And, and, and as you get bigger, the target gets exponentially bigger also. And I, so that was, I was like, man, Let's he's not go. lying, though. He's not lying. He's, he's not lying. Though, he's not man. lying. And that's so true. And okay, I'm sorry. I, okay, I skipped over a point. Uh, I also put down crisis pushed them to be better. So like now he's at the point where they went public. They got all these factories around the Still world. The, loss, the lawsuit and and there was issues that came up. And man, this is so powerful. Like there was issues that came up in one of their factories, and like. I can't remember exactly what the issue was, but they ended up like redefining like factory standards and, and man, and he gave that the information that they did, gave it to their other shoe companies for free, like for free, like the, the blueprint. He was talking about, he was talking about how Nike gets criticized, you know, for having these, you know, factories and, you know, in China and all these places like, bad labor and and he was talking about how do you want to know what these factories were like before nike came along the conditions that these poor people had before we're on the cut we're on the cusp of always making them better yep and it was giving off that blueprint like you said that what they made some special like some special glue that you know didn't give you cancer if you breathe it in like it was in all these factories yeah Right, and, something and, like that, and like that to me just shows like when you when you dominate an industry, like you, <clears throat> like I feel like Nike's to the point where they're not they're not really competing with anybody. Nope, they're they're just the dominant. It might I mean? as well it might as well be a a monopoly as yeah. far as the the Carlson and, household is concerned. I mean, and for you to come up with an improvement in your factories and hand and hand it to your uh, other well, competitors, I mean, or other people in the same space as you, I can't say enough. I can't say enough. Cooper, I got got two points. Okay, okay, what's up? Have you watched The Last Dance yet? Dude, like, why you gotta... (laughs) No, I haven't. I haven't yet. I haven't. Like, this, this is literally gonna be the last podcast. Like, I'm really... 
We it's not gonna be the last one, but <laughs> um, in the last dance, you know, it, Phil. Let's go back to in Shoe Dog. Phil Knight talks about the relationships he had with lots of athletes. Yeah, and yep. um, in the last dance, Michael talks about you know when he was you know getting recruited, trying to sign an endorsement deal. Um, Adidas wanted he wanted Adidas and. Adidas kind of wanted him, but Nike went in and just bought him, right? Like, yeah, Nike went in and I, I think in the last dance they they were going to give him like triple what Adidas was going to do. And then I haven't watched the last dance in a while, but it was something like they were expecting to sell three million dollars worth of shoes, and they sold like it was either one hundred or two hundred million. Like it was in, <laughs> it was just in. It was insane. And this was in the 80s, and Nike yeah. went public in the late 70s. Yeah. So that's probably when they kind of catapulted uh, Adidas. Um, but a cool part of the book was when Phil Knight talked about all the relationships he had yeah. with yep. a, lo- a lot of his, you know, uh, he just it goes back to pre. You know, he put he put a he put a price on relationships, and he paid yeah. for it, yep. and then. Uh, I think it was his son Matthew that yep. passed away. Yep. It seems like whenever he talked about he regretted that, it was in relation to wanting to be a better yeah. father. And you know, I'm not a dad, Coop. How did you re- like when you read that stuff? Like, man, okay, think? it's crazy you said that because I was gonna skip over this point, and Lily's gonna kill me now that I'm gonna bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> but where was it? okay so chapter 18 so I'll, I'll answer your question but like chapter 18 he talks about having his first kid experience right and that literally hit me hard like when he was talking about it because like being a parent for the first time it's 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 nothing on this earth i can't even explain it like um i'm not gonna get too much into it but like so that really hit me hard like oh man he's right you know and then he talks about his wife, Penny, being a champion. And, like, I mean, what Lindsay, like, went through. And I'm sure – and I'm just speaking for my wife. Like, this happens to yeah, – Right you on. Know, um, but, like, just seeing my wife after, you know, giving birth to, you know, now two kids, like, you just you just get, a, like, a whole new level of appreciation. Like, man, wife just carried this human, like, this body just carried this human, nursed it you know, raised it in her and now she just brings it into the world. And it's, it's crazy. Like, like just looking at my life after and like, I'm so proud of her. I'm proud of our kid. Um, you know, he talked about, uh, Penny being a champion. Like I wrote here, Lindsay being a champion, like Penny. Um, it's, Dude, that he did yeah, call her. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, so that yeah. hit me. And then, so yeah, so that really hit me in chapter 18. Now you, you bring it forward to, um, um, you know, when he talks about his son, Matthew, and the, the tragedy that happened, um, that that's tough, man. That's tough because, like, as parents, you, you know, you want to make sure you're, you're spending enough time with your kids. At the same time, you're trying to build something to give them a better future. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 such mm-hmm. a, it's such a balancing act, you know. And it, when something like this happens, you know, with his son passing, you think of – all those times you weren't there, right? You just, all the times you weren't there, all the times you could have done this better, done that better. 
you know, and it is it's just a good reminder, you know, that we all have to remember, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, what our reason is, you know, like, again, my why is my family, you know, I don't want, and I don't want to get too caught up into everything else that I forget that and something happened, God forbid, you know, I feel terrible, yeah. you know, so that was, yeah. so that was kind of what I, what I took from, from that. So just, re- just you related back to yeah. why I remember your exactly. why. Okay. Well, we're, we're getting pretty, we're getting pretty long winded. Yeah. If you couldn't tell, <laughs> Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Was it was a, a great, great book. Great yeah. book. Highly 10 out of 10 yep. recommend. Whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a Shoe Dog, you know, a Nike head, Jordan head. Uh, it, it's a good yeah. book. You like yep. history. So 10 out of 10 recommend. Hopefully, this podcast was helpful for you if you read it. Cooper, what is your turn? What is the next? book we'll be reading man i am proud to announce the next book it is a book by eric thomas it's called average or hang on hold on no average <laughs> will you got average it. Nope. will nope. phenomenal average skill will. um and so you're just gonna I, I can't i mean i really hope there's a good amount of people that uh no no we, we just said it all wrong my bad Average skill. Phenomenal will. I said it backwards. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. Nope. Thank you. We good though. Thank I, you. <laughs> I caught it. Average skill. Phen- everyday person. Phenomenal, Phenomenal will. Yes. Phenomenal will. Um. So this is gonna be this is a powerful book. Like he, you know, gives gives a lot of good information, but he also in this book has examples of people like um, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Walt Disney, mm-hmm. um, people that. Yep. Probably not a lot of people know himself. himself. Yep, people that don't know stories. He gives little tidbits on what these people had to go through to get to where they're at. Um, so I, I, this is going to be a great book. Um, I know Caleb's already got nuggets, gems ready. Yo, I, I got I got okay. ready to roll on this one. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm on a reading tear, so I finished this book as soon as Cooper's like, "Hey, I got my next book." Like, bleep, 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 <laughs> you know, two days later. Yeah. Yeah, like I I read it, yeah. right? Yep. Um I'm excited for All right, it. Man. So we're gonna we're gonna keep promoting this. Um average skill phenomenal will E. T. Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher. Um Cooper, keep being great, you be, man. You'd be this, great too, man. Like I, I love I love reading this book. It was great. It was it was a great book. It was a great book. You picked this one, right? Yeah, you picked Yeah, yeah I don't I don't wanna you know, I don't you know, I don't want to. We don't. We don't need to oh. go into who. Picked okay. It, all right. You all know, right. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was a good. Okay. Book. All right, man. <laughs> Coop. Um, good talking to you. Good. Everybody, go go out and go buy. Um, go out and go buy. Uh, Average Skill Phenomenal Will by ET, and we're gonna talk books again in thirty. 30- Everybody have a phenomenal week. Bye, Coop. Bye, Caleb.